Now, the reality is I just thought of full capabilities presentation moments before I picked up the phone. I didn't actually even have a full capabilities presentation. And in a true leverage or laziness moment, if they had no interest in seeing my full capabilities presentation, I wouldn't even have bothered to create one. But if they wanted to see it and they gave me a date to uh, show my presentation, then I had a due date to uh, finish it by, which is what I did. Welcome to the Food for Thought Lunch Break with Steve Bookbinder podcast. The show that gives you things to think about when you're trying to make more sales without all the seriousness of conventional sales talks. Enjoy and learn as he makes fun of sales training, salespeople, and sales trainers, including himself, all while giving you battle-tested strategies that work. Now, here's your host, Steve Bookbinder. Influencing influencers is the goal of Echo Selling. Influencing enough influencers to generate leads and sales is the goal of the best echo sellers. This is a two-part topic. Today, we're going to talk about what we could do to effectively begin our echo process with the right potential influencers. In the second part, we'll look at how to reach enough of them. As always, let's begin with today's question. How do I influence influencers? The short answer is, talk to them. Let me expand on that. The gold medal of echo selling is viral marketing, where people tell people in their circle who tell people in their circle until millions of people end up knowing about something. Sometimes that happens when a person finds themselves in the middle of a lot of noise. For example, a big event, something that's happening in your business, in your company, in your marketplace that's in the news. But for most B2B sellers, we're going to create echoes not by making a lot of noise, but instead by whispering. That is, voice-to-voice and ideally face-to-face and, if possible, in-person conversations where we have an opportunity to get closer, not necessarily literally whispering, but we get close enough to individual influencers who could tell others about us if they're in a position to do so. The key is that we do two things. One, lots of whispering, which is today's focus, and two, prepare our digital footprint and our time management accordingly, and you'll have to come back for part two to hear about that. How do we set up echo meetings? I've spent my career looking for creative ways to solve that problem, and over the years I've come up with a number of examples which I want to share with you. Years ago, I was doing work with advertising clients, as I do today, and thought about expanding into the public relations vertical, which I assumed from a sales training perspective would be similar to advertising, but I also thought they would think that they're very different PR and advertising. And therefore, rather than reach out and act extra confident that I already believe they have the right solution for PR, which would be the normal way you'd prospect, I'd like to talk to you about what I think I could do for you or I'm sure I could do for you. I went the other way. I called the most senior level person I could find at the most prestigious PR firm and said, I am the head of a training firm that specializes in working with advertising clients. The reason I'm reaching out to you, we're thinking of marketing to your industry or your vertical. 
We think it makes sense because of the success we've had with advertising clients. I'd like to tell you about what we've been doing, learn what you're doing in PR to create more sales, and see if there's a match. Does it make sense to get together to discuss that? Well, what I like about using that particular approach, which when it did work, and in fact, I've used it many, many times, and I think of it as a very soft approach, and it's also a very honest approach. When I say to somebody, we're thinking of reaching out, that's why I'm calling, we're thinking of re- uh, reaching out uh, and penetrating and selling to and working with and marketing to your business or another industry or a different vertical. What we're really saying is, I recognize that you are a guru. You are an expert. I defer to you. I'm really uh, not looking to sell to you. It sounds like I just want to pick your brains. But all of that has that networking, echo selling kind of quality that I really want. But what it really is, literally, is a sales pitch. Because if I say, I'd like to find out more about you, tell you what we've been doing, and see if there's a match, well, isn't that literally what the sales process is? It just sounds so consultative when you say it that way, which is why I have used that approach whenever possible. If I do know the person, but have no particular reason to meet, I might say, the reason I'm reaching out, I see that you've had some big changes, a new job, a new role, started a new company, I'd like to learn more about what you're now doing. So I make the reason that I'm interested in reaching out, I'm so curious about them. It has nothing to do with me. It has to do with them. Personally, after the first, let's call it coffee meeting, especially if we both thought the coffee meeting went well, I've then set up regular breakfast meetings at local diners with a senior level person. And one person, we stayed in touch for many years and they changed jobs and we continued to meet. And recently they changed jobs and hired me in for training. I've had regular dinner meetings with several people who have eventually hired me to train their teams. But the first dozen or so dinners, all we discussed was them and the news. We just got closer to uh, learning about each other. But it's not always one way. I've also hired them when there was a need, as well as helped them find employees, especially sales professionals, sales leaders they may have needed. And occasionally, I've helped them find a job. In fact, sometimes I use the get you a job angle to reconnect with a professional I want to stay in touch with, but have no real reason to do so. So if a headhunter reaches out to me to ask if I know someone who could fill a role they're looking to fill, well, I will then share that search with another person. First, I have to send this sort of mysterious email or in-mail that sort of says, uh, I have this uh, question, I have a weird question, I have a professional slash personal question. So it has like a title that kind of catches their attention. And then when I get them, I go, you know, I don't know if you're looking, but I heard about this opportunity and I thought of you and I thought, you know what, let me just tell you that it's a thing that's out there. And what I find is that just changes the relationship forever. All of a sudden we went from, you know, you're a buyer and I'm a seller and that's just the camps we're in to we're just two professionals in the same world and and, and it absolutely, uh, uh, over the course of your career, that sort of change in your relative position to each other absolutely brings you together. The best decision I've ever made from an echo selling perspective is every time I go on a business trip for one client with at least one free day or one free night, I invite someone to meet me on that free day. And it could be a breakfast meeting or a dinner meeting. 
and it, but it's somebody who I'm not working with at that moment, and I'm not on that trip to see. So those meals, which begin as an offer to either learn about them or catch up, have cemented relationships and given me great inside information, but on more than one occasion led to them referring me into a training assignment. And once it led to my doing a global training tour for an international client. So that convinced me that every single time I go on a trip, let me look for who is that surprise uh, dinner guest I'm going to be inviting. And of course, you have to do that enough weeks or months in advance so that uh, logistically you can make that work. If you wait too long, the person might have otherwise met you, but there just wasn't enough time to plan that out. Another great reason to get together in a way that supports echo selling is the full capabilities presentation, which I think of as a strategy. Years ago, I had this existing account in Canada that I really wanted to do more work with, but I didn't have a particular angle. They weren't calling me. There was no compelling reason. But so since I didn't know what to say, I thought of saying this. I called them and I said, did I ever show you our full capabilities presentation. Now, the reality is I just thought of full capabilities presentation moments before I picked up the phone. I didn't actually even have a full capabilities presentation. And in a true leverage or laziness moment, if they had no interest in seeing my full capabilities presentation, I wouldn't even have bothered to create one. But if they wanted to see it and they gave me a date to uh, show my presentation, then I had a due date to uh, finish it by, which is what I did. So because the first person I called said, yeah, I don't think you've ever. The funny thing was that they actually thought that they had uh, heard a full Okay. They said, you know, I think I think you did. I can't remember. Maybe I'm confused. You know, and of course, I know they didn't because I never did a full capabilities presentation. I said, you know what? Maybe it's time for us to get together, because even if I did show you one in the past, I'm sure it's new and revised and better. Now, I'd like to show it to you. Anyway, we get together for that reason. The full capabilities presentation is a great strategy to use with every existing account. And you should probably be doing that on an annual basis with them. The key to all of these meetings, apart from thinking of the reason for the meeting, is that you are not expecting a sale. It's not just that you're personally not expecting a sale, but you're really communicating that. You're looking to meet. You're looking to learn. You're, you're not looking to close them, and therefore you're not going to actively push for a next scheduled step unless they insist. Therefore, what I'm suggesting is a second kind of a meeting. You have your regular sales meetings where you do ask for next scheduled steps and track those meetings on your pipeline and you try to improve your conversion rate of first meetings that lead to next steps. These coffee echo meetings will not lead to next steps, but they're an, an important way to improve the quality of the time you spend with potential influencers. So you really want to do that, but it will appear as a meeting on your calendar. It will not lead to a next step. It will not become an opportunity necessarily. Occasionally it will. So you have to be okay with meetings like that that don't lead to next steps. Not everything you do in sales should have a short-term payoff. These really occasionally have a short-term payoff, but they definitely have a long-term payoff. So the hardest thing in the world of sales is to work into every week and every month something you're doing specifically for a long-term benefit, keeping in mind that if all you ever do is short-term benefit things, all you'll ever find is short-term benefits. And next year, you know what you'll wish? You'll wish that a year ago you had started some long-term benefit things like this. To create those meetings, call, email, 
Oh, by the way, don't always expect an immediate reply. Some busy influencers will more likely pass off my email that I sent to them to a relevant coworker, which is the best example I could think of of echo selling. The person I wanted to meet was too busy to meet me, didn't have anything for me at that moment, but when something was right for them, when it was right for them, they passed it on, which tells me every time I send anybody an email or an in-mail, or make a phone call and leave a message. I've got to in that message or follow that message with something that identifies me. Why? Because if the person I knows tells someone else about me, that person doesn't know me. So they need the credibility uh, package along with that, the link to my site or a, or a corporate overview or, or something like that that, uh, that they could send on my behalf. Let's summarize today's podcast. There are basically two ideas that I really want you to understand. The first is find as many ways as possible to communicate with people, even if they don't respond immediately. Let them know what's going on with you, your newest developments, and any other changes. Just make sure you stick to things that are most relevant to them. You could do this through emails and in-mails which reach fewer people but are more personalized than posts. So keep in mind the effective versus efficient. You're not looking to reach the most people with a a watered-down message. You're looking to reach a handful of people with a very personalized message. The second thing is these coffee, catch-up phone calls or full capability presentations, and they also could be regular breakfasts and lunches and dinners and coffee or cocktails, they're not designed to have a next step. But they could be a great way for you to spend your time, and it's only one of many things you need to continue doing a little bit each month, no matter how busy you get. Here are four actions you can take this week. One, make a list of people you believe are potential influencers. Two, call one of them. While email and in-mail will also work, nothing gives you a better way to communicate a nuanced message like a phone call. Three, don't ask for a next step at the end of your coffee meeting, but do send them a nice thank you note. And finally, continue to learn more about Echo Selling by scheduling time for our next lunch break coaching session. Over the next few weeks, we'll alternate between talking about Echo Selling with interviews with sales and digital marketing leaders and some surprises too. Until next time, remember, I'm Steve Bookbinder, your sales coach. Please connect with me on LinkedIn. Also, check out our free playbooks. Did I say free? I did say free. And check out our training and coaching offerings on dmtraining.net. And contact me as soon as possible if I can help your team get more sales or help you have a more successful sales career. That's a wrap on part A. I will send you a little later part B on the same topic. Thank you for listening to Food for Thought. To get your free sales playbook, visit dmtraining.net forward slash podcast. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of Steve's jokes and helpful resources. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.